Ephesians 5, verses 1 through 14. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure, or who is covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of God in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret, but when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Awake, O sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Hmm. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, Jerry. So we're rolling off of yesterday's passage. We talked a lot about anger and um you know what we are not called to Mm -hmm. yesterday and today is a little more on what we are called to Mm -hmm. and we have a lot of light and dark imagery and Mm -hmm. and you know he he starts his time about we should be imitators of god and you know i i do think that i love verse one be imitators of god as beloved children I think when we hear like, you, hey, you should imitate God, that that can kind of sound legalistic or strict or daunting because he's yeah. God. Mm-hmm. But I love that that note, as beloved children. And, you know, it kind of like reminds me of like putting my dad's like dress shoes and sports coat on when I was like six, you know, and, mm-hmm. and um, wanting to be a businessman, which... Sadly, that did not age too well, but yeah, uh, unfortunately, it had its run. <laughs> that is run, but uh, no. But I, I just think like there was no, you know, when I was imitating my dad, carrying his briefcase around our house, whatever. It wasn't out of a place of like fearful, you know, uh, yeah, just like this fearful intimidation. Mm-hmm. But it was out of like I loved my dad and wanted mm-hmm. to you know, do things that he did. Mm -hmm. And so that is kind of like the framework for this passage today. So we got a lot of, you know, a a lot of words here. So Mm -hmm. Jerry, what are your thoughts on what Paul is telling us here in Ephesians 5? I love that you brought up the like kind of the dad thing because I think that that's a helpful thing to talk about. Like, I mean, you know, not everyone has like a great loving dad and we all have a a loving father in God. You know, if, if we are beloved children, um, then we, then we do have a, a great father. And so the, but one thing that's true is that we do, you know, in lesser or greater ways kind of look like, act like struggle with the same things that our parents tended to struggle with. Mm-hmm. 
And so there's just this similarity there that's kind of related through DNA. And and we do have like a new spiritual DNA. Yeah. And so that it's kind of incur it should encourage you, I think, that like to know he's telling you to be something that you are. Mm-hmm. You know, you are, first of all, made in God's image. So you were made to like reflect his light. And sin has corrupted that, but we're being conformed to the image of Christ, who is uh, the the image of God in, yeah. in the purest way. And yeah. so we're we're in in Jesus did imitate God fully because he was God, you know. And so he, he we but we're being made into his image. And so um I think that there's there's a there's possibility in mm-hmm. this, you know. That's why he's talking to him like that. Like when he says, um, for you may be sure of this that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or is covetous has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. And so I think that he's not he's not saying like if you make sure that you are pure, then you will have an inheritance. Mm. He's saying that like you those who have an inheritance don't continue in these things mm-hmm. because that's not who you are. Mm-hmm. And so um yeah, and so I think that that's that again, that's why I think he's using this familial language because it's yeah. like we're we're part of a particular kind of family. Um, and the light thing is is really helpful too, just as a reminder of like it's often connected with holiness. So it just makes so much sense that he's talking about being children of the light and and walking in the light because God is light, as First John says, and he's talking about God is holy. Mm-hmm. You know, God God is holy, and so. Anyways, holiness is part of our spiritual DNA now, mm-hmm. which that's amazing. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're in God's sight, we're holy because of Jesus, because his blood covers us, but then like he's actually making us holy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I hope that as we read this, you're encouraged that you can walk in this. It's yeah. possible. Amen. Yeah. And I love uh, verse 11. It says, don't take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. You know, my mind, when I read this initially, I think I misunderstood it as like Paul is initially kind of saying to when you see sin, Mm. like make an expose out of it. Point it out. Yeah, like (laughs) write a blog about it. I don't think that's what he's saying. And I think that if we actually read just throughout the Bible how to deal with sin, we'll see more that when we see sin in somebody or in an organization or whatever, then we should approach it on a personal level and then approach it mm-hmm. on a personal level with more accountability. And mm-hmm. then, you know, if it's like rampant and incorrectable, then, you know, maybe that's where a larger scale mm-hmm. rebuke is necessary. But can I say something to relate to that really quick? Cause I think Jerry, that is so I, important. I would love for you to. <laughs> okay. That, cause the thing is we don't see that often because yeah. like either people don't do it or uh they do it and people stop sinning right yeah but like usually the thing that we see is like the blog post about such and such person doing this and that wrong yeah and i do just wonder how many of those people who wrote those blog posts like reached out to that person and said hey do you know totally that this is not good like and i don't know i just i just want to emphasize that because that is so we are we are inundated with like the articles and the in the public stuff, yeah. and and so we can think that that's the way to address and expose sin and to help one another walk in the light. But what you're saying is actually what we should do first. Yeah, and, and we're just not discipled in that by like the the culture around us. And so I'd say it's worth 
pointing out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it happens all the time in church. I mean, there's just as somebody who works for a church, I see this happen a lot where it's like, you know, people are more comfortable talking, especially to like a pastor or someone, which I'm not saying that this is wrong, but like our inclination is to always go talk to somebody about an issue that we see in somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think absolutely. sometimes you definitely <laughs> should talk to a pastor and like getting counsel on it. But I think sometimes that can also become like a way of circumventing actually going and talking to the person mm-hmm. that there's an issue with, you know? Yeah. And so there's wisdom and nuance there. Um, but back to Ephesians five and what Paul's saying is if we love people mm. and believe that they're all the riches of heaven are in our inheritance in Jesus and that, you know, mm-hmm. these stupid things like foolish talk and crude joking stand in the way of that inheritance. Mm-hmm. When we see it in other people around us, we have the opportunity to either, you know, just kind of look the other way and let that person go on in mm-hmm. like the darkness mm-hmm. or to expose, to bring light and, and exposure to, you know, the riches of heaven. Mm-hmm. And so there, there's nothing loving about just like looking the other way. Mm-hmm. And there's also nothing loving about, you know, slandering somebody over their sin mm-hmm. rather than, you know, exposing in love and faithfulness and, you know, probably in privacy and personal trust, sin and bringing light in. Mm-hmm. And the promise is here at the end of the passage, mm-hmm. awake, O sleeper, arise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Mm-hmm. So it's not about, you know, like nitpicking other people, but it's about them sitting in the light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. One one verse here as well that just stood out to me, like kind of like in light of this vision of like yeah. what, you know, what are we called to? What's possible? Yeah. Um, the hope of the the shining of Christ and mm-hmm. you know, being alive and awake. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we can also read this sometimes and feel like, okay, if you like sin at all, then like you're not a child of the light. Yeah. But I love the verse. It's like such a little verse, but it's just right there. And I think it's really important. Verse 10, try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. <laughs> try. Try. Right? Yeah. Um, and so like I was, so just last night we were, you know, having this college ministry time and we sat outside and shot basketball around like for like an hour literally just talking about all of these different questions that essentially related to all of these things. Like Mm -hmm. what is, you know, is this like slanderous? Is, is this covetousness? Is this like, we were talking about more like normal everyday things. Like, is it okay to watch this show? Mm -hmm. But like, that is actually like a very good practice to, to try to discern with Mm -hmm. one another. Like, what does it look like to walk in the light? And I think like there's just freedom there to realize, Hey, you might like make a mistake and like, you'll feel the consequences of that mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can talk to somebody about it. So we should just be open um, and willing to help one another discern mm-hmm. what is pleasing to the Lord and recognize that it's a process and you're not going to necessarily nail it immediately. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's just the beauty of the church. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. It's a great word to close on. We're going to continue on, uh, you know, we're getting close to the end of Ephesians and it's been really good and we're going to continue on tomorrow. So, for the man himself, Jerry Brooks, the fan favorite, this is Will Carlisle, and we will see you tomorrow on our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. 
I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and our daily rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.